Hey guys, this week's podcast brought to you by Kent Cartridge and Fast Steel 2.0. I've been shooting Kent for over God, 15 years when I was in college. I had to wait tables and bartend just to be able to afford shotgun shells to go duck hunting. Nothing's changed in that time frame. Kent killed ducks then, and it kills ducks now. That's why I still shoot it. Fast Steel 2.0 is just the evolution of Kent's reliable, effective, and industry-leading steel shot technology. You can find it at your local dealer or uh, head over to kentcartridge.com to check out their entire lineup of shot shells. Honey, tell me how your love runs true And how I can always count on you Be there when the bullets fly I'd run across the river just to hold you Good morning, good morning, good morning. Cable Smith welcoming everybody into episode 601 of SCI's Lone Star Outdoors show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Thank you so much for being here today. It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor, and I do mean that. It is truly an honor to uh, to get to be here talking, hunting, fishing, the great outdoors, and all that implies with you fine folks today. We've got a great show lined up for you here, and I'll tell you all about it, but first of all, Man, you guys have been shooting some nice bucks. Opening weekend of the Texas rifle season uh, was last weekend. I was out at the deer lease with a couple buddies, and it was crazy. The uh, amount of activity at Supplemental Feed, a.k.a. feeders or bait. Yeah, we do that in Texas, and we're not ashamed of it. Uh, But, hey, I've been to the Midwest and hunting a manipulated patch of soybeans out of a box blind where you can reach out and touch Every inch of that soybean field with your muzzleloader, don't tell me that's not hunting over bait either, because it is. And then, you know what the beautiful thing is? It's all okay. Who cares? Hunt your way and have fun doing it. Uh, I love them both, by the way. That Midwest stuff is fun. That being said, I didn't have any luck. The bucks were like really getting interested. They were They were hot on the trail of does. I could see it from trail camera pictures. I could see it from the lack of activity at feeders, and I eventually got out of the blind. Let me tell you, if you haven't been rattling, especially in North Texas, well, what are you waiting for? I got tired of sitting in the blind, got out, literally 30 seconds into my first rattling setup, boom, young eight point followed by a monster, freaky deaky, I've I've called this deer the freak, you've probably seen pictures of him on uh, my social media pages, but just like a mainframe eight with all kinds of palmation and just points and just it looks like it's not like anything I've ever seen. Uh, mature buck, five and a half, six and a half years old for sure. I would know I saw him in person because he came running in after that eight point, put the seven mag on him, boom, click, round did not fire. And there's an indention on that federal vital shock, 180 grain round. Checked the Mossberg rifle and I have probably seven or eight Mossberg Patriots. It's not the rifle. Uh, the old trusty 300 Win Mag fired off the very next time because I was like, what the world? You know, what's going on here? And so, uh, yeah, put that thing through the ringer again. No more misfires. But, damn, to have that happen once on a, uh, <laughs> a big buck like that. Whew, I'm in a I'm in a bad stretch here. I've got a cold streak going with uh, wounding the elk and – New Mexico, and and then uh, having this happen on a big white-tailed deer. But what I'm taking away from it is, man, it was so cool 
to rattle that thing in. Just instantaneously, here they come out of nowhere uh, from from like a betting area. They could not get there fast enough. (laughs) And I just was using the little night and hail rack pack. Uh, It looks like a little, it's like a star shaped thing. You just throw it in your in your blind bag, and uh, oh, it was awesome. Um, anyway, we'll get it. we'll catch up to that buck later this season. Promise you that. Or maybe one of my lease mates will. Uh, but you know, kudos to them if they do. I'll be happy for him. He definitely deserves to be on somebody's wall. And speaking of wall hangers, what are we doing today? Well, pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat up old Stanley thermos. Because off the top, we'll start with a wall hanger tale, a big buck story that you guys will all appreciate. Um, lots of funny details, too. And it worked out for the hunter, uh, Oklahoma resident Court Travis. Didn't work out for his neighbor, uh, but it's kind of one of those, hey, better me than you, right? Uh, but just the way that it all played out. And then how cool his neighbor was throughout the saga of getting this buck on the ground. Pretty neat. So. Looking forward to having Court jump on to talk about taking down this 213-inch Oklahoma Giant during their uh, recent muzzleloader season. So cool stuff on that front. Then our old friend Linda Powell of Mossberg Firearms will be here. They've got some brand spanking new stuff, including a new uh, concealed carry double stack uh, that I'm excited to hear about. Excited to get my hands on one as well. Uh, So Linda will be here. I think we'll talk Saskatchewan duck hunting, among other things. And then at the bottom of the hour, looking back over some of my favorite recipes, wild game recipes of 2021, for sure going to share one of them. If we have time, we'll do a couple. So a little wild game cooking coming up here at the bottom of the hour. That's what's on the docket for today. Certainly excited about it. I hope you guys are as well. Let's knock out. Well, before we knock out a commercial break, let's do uh, let's do a quick giveaway. How about a couple boxes of Kent Fast Steel number twos? That's right, Kent Fast Steel, my favorite duck load. I just went to uh, Lubbock this past week during the middle of the week and did a Sandhill crank with the guys from Kent. They came all the way from Virginia. Man, can't beat ribeye in the sky. But uh, we'll get into th- we'll recap that hunt next week. How about that? But we do have some Kent Cartridge number two steel shots to give away today. Two boxes. Just uh, email the word Kent. That's Kent to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com. How appropriate, too, with uh, Texas waterfowl season opening up for big ducks this weekend. Well, let's knock out that break. Coming up next, Court Travis joins us from Stillwater, Oklahoma. It's a big bucktail that you're not going to want to miss right here on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Sometimes I get lost out on this sad old town And every bridge I cross just turns me upside down Cable here for Big and J Whitetail Attractants. Few things are more enjoyable than to watch the kids put out the Big and J BB squared and then start beating dad up to look at his cell phone. Why? Because they want to see what bucks are coming to eat the Big and J. You can find their entire lineup of Whitetail Attractants at BigandJ.com. 
Tactical Skeleton Firearms specializes in custom AR-10 firearms. They're best known for their AR-10 308 pistols. Also, dual-caliber AR-10 rifle systems and dual-caliber AR-15 takedown pistols. Tactical Skeleton specializes in custom Cerakoting engraving, and they'll custom laser-cut the foam insert inside your hard gun case. They'll also take on any exotic caliber build offered on the AR-10 or AR-15 platform. Precision machining and hand-built quality guaranteed by a lifetime warranty? Who does that? Get free shipping on your order when you visit tacticalskeleton.com today. When you post hunting photos on Instagram, they get censored. When you post on Go Wild, you get virtual fist bumps from fellow hunters. When you buy gear on Amazon, you gas up a billionaire spaceship. When you buy gear on Go Wild, we donate to a camp that teaches kids to hunt, fish, and shoot. See the difference? Go Wild is a free social community built by hunters for hunters. Join today at DownloadGoWild.com and I'll give you 10 bucks just for setting up your account. And you'll keep unlocking GoWild rewards as you share content because guess what? We like hunting pictures. Join at DownloadGoWild.com or in the App Store. Left a beer bottle Rattle on my pistol On the seat of my Chevy pickup truck I'm taking these gravel roads as fast as my truck go. I'm running like a scared white tail bug. There's our very own Chris Knight bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show, Becky's Bible. Love that tune. Cable Smith here with you. Thanks for dropping by today. Thanks to Mossberg Firearms, our longtime presenting sponsor. It is great to be here talking outdoors with you. And we've got a big bucktail for the ages coming at you here momentarily. This segment of the program, however, brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Veteran-owned and operated, this is America's coffee company. You like freedom? You like the Second Amendment? So does Black Rifle. Hell, most of those guys actually fought for those freedoms. And now they make a kick-ass cup of coffee. My Stanley Thermos is actually filled up with the Power Llama Light Roast this morning, which I did in the... uh, Chemex, that was kind of new to me, but recently started. That's where you boil the water, pour it over the coffee grounds in like a uh, clear glass container. <laughs> that, that, may, that makes the best cup of coffee you're going to find. Uh, anyway, you can find their entire lineup of coffee grounds and brews right there at blackriflecoffee.com. And you'll save 20% off your entire purchase. That's coffee plus all their swag. That's shirts, caps, Nalgene bottles, you name it. They've got a lot of cool stuff on there. Uh, all about freedom. And great coffee. BlackRifleCoffee.com. Use that promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out and you'll get 20% off your order. All right. With that being said, let's talk big whitetail bucks. I mean, it's that time of the year. The rut is fired up. And our next guest just took down the the biggest buck that I've seen to come out of Oklahoma this year for sure. Taken during a muzzleloader season. It is my pleasure to welcome Court Travis to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here. Absolutely. So before we get into this, this buck that you shot recently, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, how long you've been deer hunting, and it looks like you go to Oklahoma State. Yes, sir, I do. So I am a, a junior here at Oklahoma State. I was actually born in Houston, Texas, and uh, lived there for about seven years and then moved up to Oklahoma. The uh, I pretty much got introduced into the outdoors in Texas and fishing in Galveston and hunting with my dad on some of his friends' ranches and all of that. And then moved up to Oklahoma and was fortunate enough to have some leases to to hunt on. And my passion just 
grew and grew and grew for hunting in the outdoors. And uh, that's basically what's led me to led me to where I am now. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma is an underrated sportsman state. You know, I had a lease there for four seasons and man, we had some nice deer, but Oklahoma is also a very poor state. And so we had to deal with uh, poachers, uh, thieves, like breaking into our camper, trying to steal our generator. Uh, You know, you'd be, this place was like almost a thousand acres and you had to really invest some time to like get to a lot of our setups and, you know, it's a two hour drive from McKinney to where we were up in uh, Toka and you'd get there and you'd be like, huh, my, my trail cameras are gone. You know, everything had to be locked up. It was, uh, it was worth the headache for me. Uh, Some of my lease mates probably were like, uh, this isn't worth it for us anymore, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I I loved it. I hear you there. I've definitely had my fair share. I've had cameras stolen. I've had cards taken out of them. Yeah. The old cameras, they don't even, the poachers don't even take the old, they they like, they know what model it is. They're like, Oh, that camera's like eight years old. No, I don't know. Just taking the memory card to see what kind of deer are on here. I mean, you won't believe it actually where I shot this bug. I had a card taken out of that camera. Really? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't really surprise me, but yeah. Well, so what, what prior to this season, what was the biggest uh, deer that you'd ever taken? The biggest one I ever taken was a, uh, it was, I want to say three years ago, I shot a buck actually during muzzleloader season and, uh, Unfortunately, that uh, bullet got lodged in the shoulder and didn't get much penetration, didn't get in into any of the vitals. And I didn't find that deer for two months. And wow. I'm not even joking. I found him January 15th and I shot him during muzzleloader season. And you're shooting it. Was it 50 cal? That's what, yeah. I, that's what I have. And you it shot was. a 50 cal. What kind of bullet was it? Uh, it was just one of the generic all point brands yeah like a power belt or something like that or yeah yeah i think that's what it is the, the, those bullets are like 250 grains yeah two nine. you didn't get a you didn't get a break the shoulder or anything yeah uh, no the shoulder was broken it was uh, broken but the issue was is that the buck was kind of quartering to me had me pegged and I was up in a deer stand, so it's kind of angling down a little bit too, and he wasn't that far away, and so that was the issue on that. But wow, you well, actually would think you would me. still get a penetration with that much, yeah, I know, knockdown you power. Think, you'd think so, but you actually posted that uh, picture in the story of that on your Instagram, which was pretty. Oh cool. yeah, I remember that. So I, I don't remember how big the buck was. So it, that buck was a one sixty two. Um, I want to say 12 point with about a five inch drop on off of his right beam. So had you given up hope of ever finding that deer and just kind of stumbled across it? I was, I was honestly hoping that deer would still live. Um, Uh It was one of those weird things. We never had the deer in camera during the daylight or anything like that. It was, you know, early muzzleloader season. It's kind of getting to the point where pre-ruts starting. And uh, I did one of the doe estrus can calls and he came walking right in and just, (laughs) <laughs> did not expect it whatsoever but um but yeah, yeah. that was that was pretty cool <laughs> and so were you, were you shed hunting or just walking around or like how'd you stumble across the, the the carcass so really funny story so my friend was hunting with me and uh i had to drive him to a different part of the property to drop him off at his stand and 
it was his vehicle. I drive up to my stand and I'm sitting in there. He didn't tell me that he had some of them special halo headlights to where you have to flip the switch to turn them off. Uh-huh. So the battery died in his truck. So while we're waiting for someone to come jump us, I just said, I just said, I'm just going to go walk down into the Creek and just, just go walk around see what I see. And sure enough, I find them in a thick green briar patch and I just couldn't believe it. Huh. I was like, that's, that's my awesome. deer. I was like, that is my deer. Well, so you're obviously a, an Oklahoma resident now. Yes, sir. So you don't have to get price gouged. That's the one. That was the only drawback of hunting in Oklahoma. I don't know if people know this, but goodness gracious, they rape out-of-state hunters. Like if you're yeah. a non-resident, three hundred bucks for archery tag. Okay, you want to hunt the what is muzzleloader? Seven or ten days? Uh, ten days. Ten day muzzleloader season. They give you a discount, three hundred bucks. Then if you want to hunt rifle season, guess what? Great deal, three hundred bucks. You're in for nine hundred dollars if you want to hunt the entire deer season in Oklahoma as a non-resident. Getting the hunting license in general. That's just for the tags, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah, they rake you over the coals. We don't we don't yeah. do that to people in Texas. We like uh we like other hunters to come here, but it is what it is. And I did it and I'd I'd do it again if I found the right property. But um let's talk about this deer. I I think you told me it was uh 213 inches is what it scored um, yeah unofficially which uh, scoring non-typicals with a bunch of palmation i have no idea how people even do that but uh, yeah, i had yeah. a buck that was very similar the year that we lost our place in oklahoma how we lost it was it got sold out from under us during the season and the lady that bought it was like yeah you guys can finish out the season if you give me the full amount of money so then i had to go to the original landowner i mean a huge ordeal tell his lawyer I, we were going to sue him I know he just sold the property though for like millions of dollars. So he has the money. So he gave us the money. I was about to give it to her. And that's when her cousins got access to the property and deer stands started disappearing. Uh, trail cameras went bye-bye and they saw a picture of that buck. And then she was like, ah, my cousins are going to hunt. And I was like, no, <laughs> luckily I hadn't given her the money yet. So yeah, at least we got that. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so 213, I'm sure other bucks in Oklahoma will get killed. They're, you know, 200 inches this year, but not many. You don't see a lot of, a lot of 200 inch deer. This one looked very unique. So what was, what was your history with this buck? So how I got permission on this land is actually funny story. You'll get a kick out of it, but it is my landlord's property that I'm renting a house from up here in college. Mm -hmm. And, uh, She's got a 80 acre piece of property and she's not married. Um, doesn't have kids. She's, she just put some cattle on it and that's basically that. And, uh, so last year through the, my other friend that was in my, in the house that I'm living in now, he would just, uh, goose hunt. And so that's how I kind of knew about the property, uh-huh. which it's honestly nothing special. It's just, three fields split up by two creeks that basically that middle field, she let it grow up to, she didn't put cattle on it yet this year. And so that grass in there is just five feet tall and it serves as a really good bedding area um, protected by the woods and both creeks. And then obviously that tall grass. Um, So I got permission late September to deer hunt it. And, uh, I asked about deer hunting it because I uh, saw a decent buck there late last year, 
So I was like, well, might as well just throw a camera up. Just see, uh-huh. see what, see what's out there. Well, so first week I had the camera out. I had nine different bucks on camera. At least there was one buck that probably is 145, 159 point. I mean, and that's I, enough to get anybody excited. Exactly. I was just pumped from that. Like the first week I had a camera out. It was like, I mean, I was excited for that. Mm-hmm. Well, second week came and got a picture of him. And I just, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I, I literally instantly like looked up um, where the closest high fence ranch was to mm-hmm. Stillwater, Oklahoma. And it said it wasn't for like, like 30 miles. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, holy cow. Like, I just couldn't believe it. I hear that. There's nothing like seeing a giant for the first time on your trail camera. Uh, we are going to work in a quick break. I want to come back, spend some time hearing how you came up with a game plan to actually take this buck. And uh, honestly, I mean, it was no fault of yours, but the neighbors totally get screwed in this scenario. Uh, all that interesting stuff coming at you next. That segment brought to you by Vortex Optics and their Vortex Wear lineup. I've basically been living out of uh, the Vortex flannel that they sent well, it was like a month ago, part of their fall lineup. If I had one for every day of the week, you wouldn't see me in anything else now that temperatures are dropping. You can find the Vortex flannel. Uh, they've got different patterns and colors, as well as their entire lineup of both, you know, their signature Vortex gear, like the caps, hoodies, and T-shirts you've come to love, plus their leisure and lifestyle wear right there at VortexOptics.com. You can find it all and save 20% off your entire order of Vortex Wear Apparel when you use my promo code LONESTAR20. We'll continue this Big Buck tale next right here on SCI's Them boys out in Texas got some damn fine weed Yeah, them boys from Oklahoma roll that John's out around They're too damn skinny Way too long Well, I ain't a holy roller So I just use a bomb Them boys from Oklahoma roll that John's out around Cable here, and if you're like me, you probably enjoy bold flavors and cuisines. And nobody does Cajun and Creole better than Chris's Specialty Foods in Frisco. Their forte includes specialty sausages, boudins, and andouille, pre-cooked soups, gumbos, and sides, where all you have to do is heat it up. What about high-quality steaks, smoked and fried turkeys, turduckins, and turduckin rolls for the holidays, plus gift boxes. Storefront conveniently located off Dallas Parkway in Frisco, or shop online at chrisspecialtyfoods.com and have it delivered to your door. There's something nostalgic about the old-timey general store, and that's exactly what you're going to find in downtown Goldwaite, Texas, at the Mills County General Store. They're licensed FFL with rifle, pistols, and shotguns, ammo, gun accessories, hunting accessories, deer, corn, and attractants, sporting goods. They've got a wide array of knives to choose from, plus insulated apparel for both work and camo for hunting season, fishing supplies. They've got foods like Anchor Tea, grass-fed beef, Dublin sodas, gourmet sauces, and a whole lot more. Also, Ace Hardware. From wall to wall, they have it all. Check it out. The Mills County General Store right there in Goldthwaite, Texas. Hey guys, Cable here. And if you're listening to this show, you probably like ARs. And I'm not talking about antler restrictions. I'm talking about, you know, ARs, modern sporting rifles. And Timber Creek Outdoors has the best way I've found to take your AR to the next level. It's the Enforcer Kit. It features high-end performance parts and jaw-dropping looks. It's perfect for sportsmen, competitors, firearms, enthusiasts, and people who trust their lives to their equipment, like you and I. 
When combined together, these parts improve usability as well as ergonomics, big word there, and dependability of any small framed modern sporting rifle. Timber Creek products are manufactured by Americans in the USA. God bless America. And they implement uncompromising quality control and offer a lifetime warranty. They've got a bunch of different color options, something for everybody. I've got a Hunter Green Enforcer Kit on my 224 Valkyrie. Absolutely love it. You will too. Check out the Enforcer Kit at TimberCreekOutdoorsInc.com. Oklahoma Breakdown, a little Stony LaRue bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. We're talking big bucks this morning with Oklahoma deer hunter Court Travis, and we'll get back into his 213-inch uh, Oklahoma giant that he took during muzzleloader season. Uh, but before we hear the details of that, a very interesting story. This segment of the show Proudly brought to you by Mossberg Firearms. I was out uh, in West Texas this past week hunting sandhill cranes. Took the new 940 Pro waterfowl with me. That thing is a smooth shooter, I tell you what. And for a price point under $1,000 for a semi-auto-loading American-made firearm, mm, tough to beat that, uh, especially since you can put 1,500 rounds through it without cleaning it. I'm not going to lie. That's really why I love it. You can find the 940 Pro Waterfowl at Mossberg.com. All right. Uh, well, Court, thanks for sticking around. Let's go ahead and hear. You know, we've kind of got the backstory on this deer. Let's talk about how you came up with a game plan of actually getting him on the ground. I'm hunting him. He shows up for every single night for just about two weeks and just disappears. Uh-huh. I was like, well, I mean... I don't know. I was like, I don't know what to do. So I kind of was just getting advice from friends, from my dad, from all this stuff. Um, I'm dealing I've, with this right now on my uh, place up in Clay County. Really? I had a buck. I, I, he was coming every night until October 17th, and he's probably a 160. We don't see 160s. I've never seen a 160, and this is my fourth year on the property. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he shows up, and, and then he's gone. And I haven't seen him since. So my like just dealing with what you are dealing with. Luckily, yours had a happy ending. Hopefully yeah. mine will. But it's like you wake up to take a leak in the middle of the night. I'm old. I'm 40. So I do that. Uh, and I'm looking at my, I'm like, did I get a picture? Are there any new pictures? You know, I'm just like going through the nine cameras I have out there trying to find this damn deer. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's ghosted me. So I know the pain and the anxiety yeah. that it causes. Well, so I didn't know what to do. So I basically had that camera on the very far south tip of the property and Mm -hmm. so i had one of my good friends lincoln tap come out there with me i don't know if you've heard of him but Mm. he uh he came out there and he's like basically we both had the same idea okay well go get you another camera and put it on the north side and just see because i mean that's all you can basically do just cover both sides of it i mean it's 80 acres it's Mm -hmm. not a huge piece of. do you have a feeder on each end of it um so i actually was just throwing corn on the ground okay and but yes, I did at one point have corn on the north and the south. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like a week goes by and I get him on camera on the north. And I just was like, 
I thought, I mean, I honestly lost all hope. I was like, he's gone. Like someone yeah. probably shot him. I mean, for all I know, a poacher could have came and shot him in like at night. Yeah. I mean, a deer that size, I mean, kind of gets people to do things that aren't legal, you know what I mean? But oh yeah. Sure enough, he uh he showed back up and through a through a bunch of different events, I finally met the neighbor. And so he has the property to the south of the south of hers and to the north of hers. And he was basically like he had he had everything set. And he was that deer was basically living at his feeders. Uh-huh. And so once I met him and he told me that, sends me pictures and all that type of stuff. Really great dude. Really great dude, I will say. So and he's hunting this deer, obviously. He is, yes. And but honestly. I was pretty confused because he wasn't hunting it as hard as like a normal person should have. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a very, very obviously big deer. And I'm pretty sure he said he was trying to let his, his dad kill it. And, uh, but anyway, so I honestly kind of lost hope. I mean, I'd get the buck on camera one night in the middle of the night and then not get him on camera for, two or three days then yeah. he'd show up again and through there and he's i'm getting texts from this guy saying like yeah he was here again tonight like he's at my feeder like i'm like i'm like there's no way i get this shoot guy. him I'm like, well, don't you don't want him to shoot him but you're like I, I mean, if it was no. me he'd be dead right yeah i mean <laughs> to a certain extent like just getting a deer that big on camera um and having the chance to like hunt a deer that size like for me like yeah, it was just like i was going to be happy with that of course i wanted to get him but like so did you did you ever sit and uh, do you bow hunt? Yes. Okay. So I'm sure you sat for him. Oh yeah. I mean, at one point I was getting 15 different bucks on camera, uh-huh. and I saw just about every single one of those bucks. And the issue was is I had two does on camera, mm. and come to find out from the neighbor, the property north of him, they've got food plots, they've got tons of feeders, they got everything. So that's where all the does are. So the whole time this guy, the neighbor is telling me, yep, like these deer are going to leave in a week. Like I'll be surprised if they stay here a week and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I believe it, but like bucks are going to go wherever does go or wherever does are for the rut. And uh, sure enough, like just about a little more than half of those bucks disappeared. I wouldn't get them on camera anymore. And I just kind of, once again, I was like, my hope was just not, was not there and uh, for getting this deer. And um, it just so happened that um, I basically, I think I hunted him just about every single day during muzzleloader um, from that Monday to the Friday. And uh, the Friday. You have, are you skipping, are you skipping school or are you just like, uh, I mean, are you doing all day sits? Or are you no, working in class? A, <laughs> Not at this point, but I I will say I did skip some classes (laughs) and you'll, you'll get a kick out of this, but so the 25th or sorry, 29th Friday, that is our homecoming. Uh And so the thing about OSU homecoming is we do the pumping screens and all that stuff. And we have a thing called the walk around, which is the where all like tons of people come and they walk the streets and look at all the fraternity sorority houses, like stuff that they made the pumping and all that type of stuff. Well, 
that's like the biggest Stillwater attraction. Like something like a hundred thousand people come into Stillwater, like for uh-huh. like it's ridiculous. I was like, I feel like I should go hunting. I I can't like go walk around the streets looking at this stuff knowing that this deer is out here. So sure enough, I was like, I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna go. I had my bow with me as well. Um, took my muzzleloader just in case he came out farther. And uh, so I get a text about two hours before I'm hunting that uh, from the neighbor. And so they they stopped baiting the south section. So they're only hunting the north section, the one just north of mine. Uh-huh. And honestly, their stand is not that far from mine. But we found out that this deer is bedding up north and is just walking south and is going to his going to his stand, his feeder, and then walking around and coming all the way to mine in the middle of the night and then stopping potentially stopping back at his in the morning sometimes and if not then he's just going back to where he's been do you have so, a single daylight picture of this deer at this point i do not have a single daylight picture of wow. this deer. and the closest picture i had was one of the first weeks i got him on camera he showed up 30 minutes after after uh in the legal, evening like after legal shooting time after legal yeah. and that and that was because the neighbor was um, the neighbor had corn in his feeder, which on to the south of me, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. while he was corning that, that's where the deer was. And so when I had my camera on the south part of the property, that's why he was showing up on it. Neighbor stopped corn in the south, deer goes up north. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, that all makes sense now. And um, anyways, come to the 29th, I get a text from the neighbor and he sends me a picture and there's cows all on his feeder. And I was like, dang, I was like, that sucks. Like how'd they get in there? He didn't have cows on his property. And oh my God. sure enough, sure enough. I was like, well, hopefully that doesn't like mess anything up. He they weren't they, your landowner's cows, were they? No. And so he said that they were able to get them out. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, hopefully they're making all that noise doesn't like mess anything up for tonight. And, like we'll see and i go hunt sure enough um not long after that i come come to find out the father of my neighbor was hunting and he can see the buck walking through the woods to him like like about to come out and then getting shot and the farmer of those cattle apparently drives in somewhere over there somewhat near them and the buck just sees sees the farm truck and just turns around and walks away oh my god i would be so mad if it worked out for you but goodness gracious how unfortunate that they had these neighbors cows get on their property and totally screw this guy's hunt up no i mean i feel bad like kind of for that but like also not really but (laughs) and so sure enough Apparently five minutes after that is whenever I saw him and he was about a hundred yards off the property, but kind of working my direction. And he goes in the woods line, the wood line coming basically to me and a doe pops out of the woods, just east of me on, on my side of the fence. And I'm watching her and wind shifts and is blowing basically straight east. 
And I was like, this is not good. She's she's going to blow. That buck's not even going to come near this field. And sure enough, the whole time she's just raising her nose, just raising her nose, just smelling. She never blew. She was she was out in the field for five minutes, just standing there looking my direction, just nose going up in the air smelling. And um, next thing I know, like I see some movement on the tree line, like straight east of me. And I just I just see horns come out from under the trees. And like I told you, it's five foot tall grass and some of this stuff. So all I can see is basically his head and his horns. And uh, he ends up walking. He kind of walked towards the doe a little bit, but then the doe actually ran over to him. And then he walked 10, probably 10 yards to the south along the tree line. And then I I can't see vitals or anything. I, I let the gun down and I'm looking and this is at 100 yards. And so that's why I grabbed the most litter. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, I take the gun down and I'm just trying to look for like a gap that I can potentially shoot through, like, or, or see his body. And uh, I catch, I just caught some movement of a deer running back to the left along the tree line. I picked the gun up and look, and it was him. He ran right back to where he ran, or right back to where he came out of the tree line mm-hmm. and just, just stopped. And I put the, I, put it on him and he took, took two steps shot. And I just hear the whack of the bullet and just, just hit him. I mean, I felt good about the shot. It was getting yeah. literally down to the wire. So on, wh- what are you, like what are you shooting off of? And you're in a tree stand. I was in a tree stand and I was not shooting off of anything except my elbows on my knees. Uh-huh. Okay. So I didn't have shooting sticks. Unfortunately, yeah. that would have helped definitely. But I mean, honestly, it, it that's a single man bow stand, yeah. ladder stand. Like it, they're not they're not meant for guns. Um, no. But I mean, I no. A lot of the, but a lot of them will have the uh, you know the safety to handlebar yeah. that comes over. I've shot off of those things plenty of times. Yeah. Never had a two hundred and thirteen inch deer, but you know. Yeah. Uh, and trust me, it was it was awkward. It was very awkward position to shoot from. But and I I couldn't get steady to save my life. I was trying not <laughs> to look at the horns. Yeah, but it's no, don't ever look at the horns. It's kind of hard when they are that big. Yeah. And, so you uh, hear the the thwack of the bullet. You 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 were I'm sure aiming for the front shoulder. Yep. Yep. Right behind it. And forget. Uh, well, I, I always say just aim for it on a on a trophy animal. You know, I don't want to be tracking or lose them. Uh, yeah. I'm always trying to break that front shoulder. Yeah. No, I totally get that. But from that. My experience three years <laughs> yeah. ago, I'm, uh, I'm trying not to uh, yeah. not happen again. And uh, so anyways, he runs up into the woods and like it is the last like few minutes of light and uh, honestly can't see too well. And all of a sudden I see it like 30 seconds after I shoot him I, or maybe even less than that. I don't even know. My adrenaline was crazy. I see a shadow coming back out like. 10 yards, thir- not 10 yards, probably like 20 yards from where I shot him. And uh, I go to pick the gun up to see what deer it was or to see what it was. And then I'm looking, looking, and just don't see anything. Like, huh. I was like, maybe it was just that doe that was was out there and she's just scurrying off or something. Well, so I, I call my dad. I'm calling people, a couple people. And I was like, I was like, I don't really know. Like, I don't know where I hit him. Obviously, you can't. I mean, muzzle smoke and yeah. getting dark and whatever. 
So I gave him 40 minutes or so, and I start going trailing him. I get on blood right where he ran into the trees, and sure enough, like just lose it. Like I got 15 yards of blood and mm. just nothing. And I just like felt, did not feel good about it. So sure enough, I, my dad lives in OKC. And so he left a dinner date with my mom right when I called him that I shot the buck to, <laughs> and drove up here. And uh, I call him and I start walking out of the woods back to the field. And uh, I get into the field. Pretty much I walk out right where I shot him or pretty close to it. Walk into the field and I'm telling him like, yeah, like, we just need to probably give it some more time and then we'll come back in here with some, some better lights and we'll then, then go after him. And I look over to my right and he's laying 10 yards from me in that tall grass. Really? So the shadow that I saw walking out was him. And when I picked the gun up to look at it, he fell over while I was picking the gun up. Uh, so that's why whenever I was looking through my scope, I didn't you see find him. Yeah. But um, so he literally died like 20 yards from where I shot him. But he just did. He just did a little horseshoe, went into the woods and came right back out. Yeah. And uh, man, I just couldn't believe it. And so the, so your dad gets there and gets to celebrate with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. That's, that's cool. It was it was really cool. So you, where did you take it to get it scored? Um, so my dad just scored it. That's why I said unofficially. Uh, so. Okay. We have to give it the uh, 60 day drying period yeah. um, until we can get it actually officially scored. Mm-hmm. So right now we, we took the uh, cape and everything to a taxidermist and uh, then he'll, he'll give us the antlers back while he's making that mount. And so that'll be before the 60 days is over, but whenever it is 60 days, then we'll take it. Yeah. Take it to get it actually officially. And so scored. do you, did you trust the taxidermist with the horns or do you, I mean, with the antlers I mean, or? They you know he's got them at the moment because they gotta they gotta cape them out and everything and um basically my dad was explaining it to me they they cut the horns off and give them back to us right still still intact with the skull and everything so we can get it scored and uh then we keep the horns until he calls us and say says time hey, to mount them time yeah like I need the horns and then that's pretty that's pretty standard that point, with the big deer and it's not that a lot of times it's not that you know it's not that you don't trust the taxidermist. You obviously do. You, you chose him for a reason, but yeah. other people find out that that deer's there. Um, I've heard horror stories of fires. You know, it's, uh, it's better just to have them <laughs> on your, you know, on your property. Yeah, definitely. In your control. Cause they do, definitely. they do turn up missing from time to time. Yeah. But, so, uh, I mean, I will say when he does get officially scored, he, he might score obviously a little bit smaller just from deductions and or all the official stuff, but, yeah, I mean, that was just our, that was our unofficial score. So, and what's, what's crazy is, so my dad had him scored basically from all the pictures. He's pretty good at looking at uh, Excel and like basically doing all the math on all the horns and uh, of bucks that just from pictures. And so my dad had the buck scored at 213 and wow. he scored uh he scored technically 212 and a half. Uh-huh. My dad was a half inch short just from looking at pictures and doing of a non typical. That's crazy. Of a, yeah, of a non typical. So that talent. Was, he, he was pretty proud of himself for that one. Yeah. Well, it's one of the bigger bucks I've seen so far uh, this this year. And, and I always like, 
whenever college kids are making wise decisions like skipping homecoming to go hunt, you know? (laughs) And the story got better because your neighbor totally got shafted on the deal. Uh, Worked, you know, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy is what I always say. So (laughs) the the crazy sounds like a nice guy. Always sending you pictures. Yeah, I mean, no, he really was a nice guy. I took it to his house right after we got him loaded up, and he he was he was happy for me. And oh, that's uh, good, dude. the crazy thing was, is he got that deer on camera for two years before this year. Uh-huh. So he got that deer aged at four and a half right now, or when I shot him. And uh, what's crazy is last year he was a mainframe eight with matching kickers off of his G twos, oh. and tall brows that were the same exact shape as they were whenever I and he just them. blew up and he probably added 60 inches oh, that's crazy which in one year that is crazy which is just I mean almost unheard of that deer that had that ghosted me I have pictures of him from last year and he was about a 140 and he put on 20 inches and I thought that was incredible, you know, but no, and yeah. like, that is, but yeah. like, I, I never, I didn't believe him when he said that deer was four and a half and he sent me a picture of him last year. And I was like, what? Like, That's crazy. That. Yeah. But, well, awesome stuff, court. I, uh, I appreciate you jumping on and it, who doesn't like a, a good big buck tail. I yeah. certainly enjoyed hearing about, uh, about your buck. Uh, interesting story for sure. Well, man, congratulations again. Thanks for your time. Hope uh, hope you have a great rest of the fall. I don't know where you go from here. So yeah, it's only downhill, man. You're at the pinnacle right yeah, now. I don't know. I guess waterfowl, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, buddy. Have a good one. All right. Thank you for having me. So there you have it. The tale of Court Travis's 213-inch unofficially uh, Oklahoma giant. Whew, what a story. What a buck. Man, I love talking big, mature white tails. That segment of the show brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and Blinds. And while I might not shoot a two, actually, I guarantee you, I won't shoot a 213-inch giant at the Deer Leads next weekend, I will have all three kiddos in tow, and we'll be sitting in the big chingone. I don't know. Mature buck might walk out, might just be after does, let Henry poke one with his uh, 243, put some meat in the freezer, but you never know. I do know, however, that the four of us will be nice and cozy in the all-season's big chingone. It's got cup holders and shelves for all their drinks and snacks. It's got carpet to deafen the noise made by the herd of elephants known as the Smith Kids. It's the big chingone. You can find all-season's entire lineup of blinds, feeders, and smokers right there at allseasonsfeeders.com. Coming up next, we're talking Saskatchewan Mallards and new products from Mossberg Firearms with our old friend Linda Powell on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. If you're looking to remodel your home, add a deck or arbor to the back patio, redo your fence, or build your dream home from the ground up, look no further than ECR Construction Group. My longtime bow hunting buddy, Josh Brown, is someone you can trust to deliver honest work on time. ECR Construction Group also serves the North Texas area, specializing in roofing, barn dominium builds, painting, and carpentry. So for your next project, call the folks I trust. That's ECR Construction Group at 214-400-1444 or... 
ecrcg.com. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of North Texas in Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, McKinney, Paris, and Sherman. Visit BobcatOfDallas.com today. Pulsar Night Vision and Thermal Imaging Technology have set the gold standard when it comes to hunting under the cover of darkness for over a decade. I've been with them for about that long. There's no doubt. The Pulsar Thermion XP50, the creme de la creme, the best of the best. It's got more functions, features, magnification, and clarity than any thermal optic on the market. You can find it at PulsarNV.com. Watching the ships roll in And I watch them roll away again yeah. I'm sitting on the dock of the Watching the tide Little Otis Redding bringing us back on SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show presented by Mossberg Firearms. Cable Smith here with you. Thanks so much for dropping by. We're all set to talk ducks and new firearms with Mossberg's Linda Powell, one of our oldest friends. But first, this segment is brought to you by Stealth Cam. And now, while Stealth Cam can't make that big 160-inch deer show up, uh, when he does, they damn sure will capture it and send it to my cell phone. That's what you'll get with the Fusion or the Reactor wireless cell cameras. You can find both models at StealthCam.com. They're uh, retailing for like under $150. Data plans as little as $5 a month. Find it all right there at StealthCam.com. All right, let's bring her on right now. I think over the years, Linda's probably been on the show as much as anyone, one of our more frequent guests, and that's because of our longstanding relationship with Mossberg. So without further ado, Linda, always a pleasure. Great to see you, Cable. Yes, ma'am. And first things first, you know, it broke my heart to have to turn down the invite to join you in Saskatchewan for... Four days of smashing green heads with the new 940 Pro Waterfowl shotguns, but uh, I haven't taken the vaccine, and they won't let me in. So I missed out on that, missed out on a black bear hunt as well last year, and uh, hopefully someday that stuff will change, but I imagine the hunting was spectacular. Oh, it was incredible. You know, it's been, <laughs> that's not what you wanted to hear. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes and no. <laughs> It's been a number of years since I've been up to Canada to hunt waterfowl, and I understand now why so many people do. Mm -hmm. It's just even hard to describe the number of geese and ducks that we saw, and um, the hunts were just incredible. So what is the what is the limit on, and I imagine you're mostly shooting mallards. Mallards, correct. Yep. Uh, let's see. I, I was trying to think. As a group, one day we shot, uh, I think it was like 84, and there were like, 12 shooters. So, you know, roughly, wow. roughly yeah. seven, seven or so ducks a piece. So yeah. Nice. yeah. And is this uh, field hunting or pond hunting? Pretty a combination actually of both. Uh, I think our best hunt for mallards, it was a pea field that had been uh, hell damaged. Mm. And so they didn't really get to harvest it as they normally would. And it was just ridiculous to be honest with you. Uh, the number of ducks that we saw and it's just incredible. But a lot around water, too. We got into some snow geese and, of course, other geese, Canadians, lessers, some speckled bellies. So 
just a nice mixed bag. You know, we had good morning and afternoon hunts. So in a, on a hunt like that, um, are you shooting other ducks like Gadwall and stuff that come in? Or are you passing and just waiting for greenheads or is it all just greenheads in that area? No, there, there were some others. I mean, we shot a pintail or two and we saw some other species, but the, the mallards were definitely the numbers where the numbers were. Okay. Very cool. And y'all were using the new 940 Pro waterfowls? We were. We were. And lots of great feedback. You know, it's great for me to get out in the field and actually have the guns in the hands of other people and see what they think about it. And, you know, the key things I kept hearing over and over again is how soft shooting it is, um, you know, how it just naturally points, you know, just just a great fit for people. And, um, you know, I was really impressed with everybody shooting as well, too. Well, I haven't had the chance to take it duck hunting. Our season opens this weekend in Texas, but I did take it dove hunting quite a few times. And then Sandhill crane hunting in West Texas this past week, I fell in love with it, Linda. I'm not going to lie. And I'd I'd shoot a gun that kicks like a son of a bitch. (laughs) I didn't have to clean it, you know? And this one doesn't thump, and you don't have to clean it. 1,500 rounds is what you guys advertise before you actually, you know, okay, now we probably think we should. Take it apart, give it a little thorough cleaning. It's uh, that's that's so appealing for someone like me who yeah, puts it, it in the gun in the gun case and is like, all right, we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and you know that to me, as I told you, I'm not much on cleaning guns. That's why I love working for a gun company. Just get a new one. But right. the other did, thing too, did she just say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was the fit? You know, obviously it was colder up there. We had a little bit of snow and temperature, so I had on. Um, lots of layers of clothing. The Southern girl was a bit cold to be honest, yeah. with you. but you know, I just took out the spacers out of the stock and shortened that length of pull. And so it fit me a lot better. And it is available. We actually announced it in September and already shipping guns. So okay. uh, that's the 940 field, which is the black synthetic. We've got the waterfowl, which is the camo version with the Cerakote and the snow goose. You know, if you want uh, yeah. that extra capacity, uh, those are all shipping and available now. So all three of them are okay. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, so performed well. Uh, how many, you said you had seven, wait, how many shooters did you have? Well, we, we had, it was interesting. I think this was a lot of fun. There were six in our group, but we actually, for one afternoon hunt, we partnered up with some locals uh, because, uh, you know, in Canada, there, there's a lot of, hey, going and knocking on your neighbor's door and saying, hey, can we hunt your field? And it happens pretty routinely. Uh-huh. And so we just so happened to be hunting on a property that some locals had asked to hunt as well. So we just kind of put our blinds up together and, and had 12 of us uh, shooting. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, okay. Sounds like a great trip. I'm sad that I missed it. A couple other exciting new things from Mossberg that are uh, well, available, actually available now. We've got a new um, compact handgun release. We do, you know, very excited. Just introduced that. It's the MC2SC, and it's kind of falling to that category that people are describing now as a micro compact, uh, meaning that it has higher capacity, smaller size. Uh, so this is based on our MC platform, MC1 and 2, and it kind of combines the two. So the dimensions are similar to the MC1, kind of that subcompact size. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only really difference um, probably in the overall dimensions is the width is a little bit larger because the MC2SC is actually has a double stack magazine, which allows us to increase the capacity to 11 around and 14 round magazines. Pretty much doubles the capacity. Awesome. Um, 
The other thing we did that I think is really significant in that market now is everybody's adding optics to handguns. So this slide is optics ready for you to be able to add a micro dot site really easily. Very cool. So, and that's available now. It's available now. Again, all the same standard features that you'd expect. It has the safe takedown system. Um, You know, it's going to be available initially in in three standard models. So uh, three white dots, cross bolt safety, and then also one with the tree and night sights. Um, Uh All in nine millimeter striker fired. So if you're familiar with the MC1 and 2, you definitely want to check this uh, new microcompact out. Well, so 9mm is one ammunition that I'm starting to see pretty much every time I go into the gun store um, or Academy or Cabela's or wherever. Uh, So that's encouraging. So people shouldn't have a hard time finding ammo. What about as far as availability of the the firearm itself? Are those going to be at uh, distributors or will you have to order directly from Mossberg? No, no, we'll, we'll go through distributors and dealers. In fact, what we're trying to do, and when we launched this handgun, we already had ship guns and they were at distributors and on dealer shelves waiting. So uh, we're trying to, to kind of do that now with new product launches, not tell you about it and tease you about it and it not be available. So we actually ship guns to coordinate with the launch of, of uh, the MC2. Okay. And um, there's another one as well that we need to talk about. Switching over from pistol to shotgun, the 590S, which I always, you know, I love the Shockwave, and uh, I know this will be available on the Shockwave platform, and you told me off there the S actually stands for shorty. That's right. You know, there's been a real craze of the shorty shells or mini shells over the last few years, but one of the issues is to use them reliably, you had to insert an adapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, into the gun. And, and when you do that, there always is that extra chance for not to be reliability. So our engineers went to work to look at designing a gun that would accept the three inch, two and three quarter and the one and three quarter, the mini shells without the use of the adapter. And the result is the 590S. The beauty of that is multiple things. First of all, you can increase the capacity. So if you're loading the mini shells, that definitely takes the capacity up from three inch shells. Second, you can also interchangeably, so depending on your needs, you might want to put in some buckshot, you might want to have you know, target or, or lighter loads in, you might want to have a slug in, you can mix the rounds, it doesn't matter, it'll still function. Um, and so that just gives you a lot of versatility there. So yes, we're adding it to the shockwave, we're going to have two long guns or standard guns, uh, one that has ghost ring sights, uh, heat shield, interchangeable choke tubes, which is the first now we're starting to see that on security guns, on home defense guns. Mm-hmm. Typically, they've always been cylinder bore, but now for a little added versatility, we're adding the chokes in too. And then basically a standard version with just bead sight. So lots of options to choose from. Um, and, you know, it's hard to beat the 590 for a home defense gun. Absolutely. Um, those mini shells... I. I don't know who all manufactures them, but I know I have some that are made by Aguila, which Correct. is, uh, um, I think it's a Mexican company. Right. Uh, Federals, Federals manufacturing them now. Okay. So at least those two. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not expensive. Uh, real, you know, you'd think you'd have, you'd be buying something that's more of, um, you know, off brand or not as common, but they're really not uh, bad price wise. And they're a lot of fun too. Um, so that's and, you cool. know, that that less recoil, you know, that particularly for, you know, if you're in a home and multiple people are shooting the same home defense gun, maybe some people are more recoil sensitive, uh, mm-hmm. even for practice too. 
and you don't really lose effectiveness when you're shooting the mini shells. And we've proven that over and over again. We had them out at the range recently. I don't think anybody wants to stand out in front of a shotgun with a mini shell any more than they would with a three inch shell. I, I know I don't. <laughs> so what is the uh, MSRP on the, well, all, all three. I know that the, um, the new 940s come in like right under a thousand bucks and uh, yeah, yeah, suggested retails a thousand, but I'm hearing our sales reps say that they're seeing them, you know, around the eight fifty to nine hundred range. So very affordable. Yeah. Uh, the handguns are going to run about five fifty for the standard, six fifty for the night sights, and depending on the version of the five ninety S, they're in that five to six hundred dollar range. Okay, very cool. Well, I'd say we should do a big promo and try to give one away, but I don't want to get my page shut down. And uh, oh gosh, <laughs> these, these last time we did one, I they they ding me for the sale of regulated goods. I was like, I but didn't really sell anything here. We're giving it away to someone that can legally own a firearm. But no, they're they've taken it to a whole new level. Uh, I'm sure it will affect Mossberg as well. But I don't know. I don't know what the end game is, Linda. It's um. It's like we're fighting a uh, an un- we're fighting on an unfair playing field. That's for sure. Oh, there's no question about that. Yeah, I, I saw where you posted that they're considering to uh, remove your page. So, mm-hmm. yeah. for no reason. <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. It's all uh, flimsy premises, but it is what it is. We'll keep fighting the good fight. I'm not going to change. I know Mossberg isn't. So that's right. Yeah, we'll keep doing what we do. Well, hey, uh, congratulations on a great trip to Saskatchewan. Still at the top of my bucket list, and I look forward to uh, making that journey with you sometime on down the road. Perfect. I'll, I'll hold you to that. You'll you'll, uh, you'll never believe again the number of ducks in case you're going to see. <laughs> Hate what, to so rub it in. What's your next hunt that you have on the book? Uh, I'm actually uh, kind of heading to your neck of the woods, general neck of the woods. I'm going to be down in Texas, kind of in the uh, – Southwest area going to be hunting all dad and whitetail. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, follow that up with um, actually going out to gun site to do some training with the new handgun. Uh Uh, And then got Kansas whitetail and up to Maine for ducks. And so quite a few things on the plate before the end of the year. Nice. Well, so what caliber are you going to be? I'm assuming you're bringing a Patriot. Uh, What caliber are you taking for the uh, all dad whitetail hunt? Well, I'm going to surprise you a little bit on that. I, actually, for the whitetail, I'll probably borrow someone's gun for the all dad, but I'm going to take the uh, new MVP and 300 blackout. Oh, cool. I've yeah. been shooting that a little bit at the range and just kind of surprised me a bit uh, how much I enjoyed shooting it. So I think it's perfect for whitetail. Might not be quite enough knockdown power for the all dad. So uh, some of the other guys in camp, we've got. Uh, I think some six fives. We've got a three oh eight, some other calibers. So if I get on all that, I might borrow somebody's rifle for that. So, and and that's interesting about the blackout. We use it a lot for hog hunting in Texas, but I don't know. It doesn't carry its knockdown power for like ballistically um, at long distance, which you might have to take a longer shot hunting all dad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, cool. Well, keep us uh, posted on how that plays out. And again, thanks for your time as always. Great stuff from Mossberg. I look forward to our next visit. Thank you so much, Cable. It's always great to catch up with you. So there you have it. The latest and greatest from Mossberg Firearms. Always a treat visiting with Linda. And one thing we didn't mention because it hadn't happened uh, when Linda and I recorded that interview, but we lost Alan Mossberg this past week, uh, gone at the age of 91 years old. The, uh, 
the head of Mossberg Firearms as far as, you know, it's the oldest family-owned firearm manufacturer in America, and uh, he was the head of the family. So uh, he won't be missed, I'm sure. Never had the pleasure of meeting Alan, but only heard the most wonderful things about him. And you have to respect the way the Mossberg family has gone about their business over the past 100-plus years. Uh, That segment of the show was brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit and my friends over at Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. Coming up next, it's a fast food-inspired wild game recipe, one of my favorites from 2021. You're listening to SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Blood's thick, the water's deeper, the wine works fine, but the whiskey's cheaper. Now turn it around quick before your sun goes down. Let's face it, guys. We all would love to own land, right? But they're not making any more of it. However, there's a solution. Lone Star Ag Credit has been helping its borrowers finance their own piece of paradise for over 100 years. Whether you want it for recreating, ranching, fishing, hunting, or just to get the hell out of Dodge for the weekend, visit Lone Star Ag Credit today to start making that dream a reality. Hey, guys. Cable here. And if there's one service, one company that I rely on heavily when planning my next backcountry hunt, it's Onyx Hunt. They have, for a long time, set the gold standard when it comes to giving me the information I need to basically predict where I'm going to find animals. And if you can hone in on where the animals are going to be, you're going to be more successful. Onyx uses their own topo maps, plus, I mean, geographical features like watering holes or a meadow system that works its way down a mountainside where you know those elk are going to be feeding and muleys in the morning and evenings. Yeah, it'll show you that as well. Uh, Plus, of course, private property boundaries. Where does the National Forest end? Where does Rancher Joe's property start? Yeah, it's going to show you that as well. So whether you're planning a backcountry hunt or just picking ambush points to hang your tree stands on your whitetail property, Onyx shows it all to you. They've got different layers you can apply to a, a specific grid or a piece of property. It's really rad. And here's the cool thing. You'll save 20% when you order your Onyx subscription by using my promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out at onxmaps.com. Spawn is right around the corner. Your reels have been re-spooled and the tackle box is ready to roll. But the question is, can your truck handle another season of pulling your boat in and out of the water every weekend? Call David Boone at Third Coast Diesels. He'll make sure your truck is not what sinks your next fishing trip. Offering a widespread array of diesel parts and services, call 214-326-1176 or visit thirdcoastdiesels.com today. I know a damn good taco stand, three, four dollar cold beer in a can with big nick tables drenched in Christmas lights where they serve Till 3 a.m. Anything Mexican, forgive me. Cable Smith, welcome everybody back into SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. One Night Taco Stand, the name of that one for my buddy Josh Greider. And uh, we're actually going to talk a little Taco Bell meets Wild Game. But before we do that, this segment of the presentation, proudly brought to you by NUMA, geared for the outdoors 
If you haven't seen the Alpha Vertex pants and jacket yet, you need to check it out. It's what I wore opening weekend of whitetail season. Now the temperatures have finally dropped. And then hunting out in West Texas last week, it was a little chilly, not going to lie, up there in the uh, panhandle. So if you're looking for that perfect Texas mid-weight hunting system, it's the Alpha Vertex. You get it in Kaza Camo, NUMA's patented camo pattern. And you can find it at numaoutdoors.com. That's P-N-U-M-A. And you'll save 20% off all of your NUMA apparel with my promo code LONESTAR20. Check it out. NUMA Outdoors. All right. Well, I said I was going to give you one of my favorite recipes of 2021. And it's inspired by Taco Bell. You know, you've done it. Especially uh, you college kids out there. Maybe you're heading home from the bar. Hopefully uh, you've got a DD. Maybe you took a little hit off of uh, Willie's stash. And now you got the munchies, but we've all had a crunch wrap supreme, right? Delicious. And here's how you make it that much better. You use your favorite ground venison. Uh, I used moose. And when I say the kids and the wife destroyed these things, not an exaggeration. You take the venison, put your favorite taco seasoning on it, brown it, drain it. You have a tostada. That's the hard corn shell. You need pico, lettuce, sour cream. Certainly queso, right? Everything's better with queso. And you're going to put it all on the tostada. And you're going to wrap a flour tortilla around the tostada. Just like they do at Taco Bell. Some might call it Taco Hell. I don't know. When I was younger, I preferred Taco Bueno. We called it Taco Hell. But got to give props to the geniuses that created the Crunchwrap Supreme. And so you put all of that in the tortilla, you wrap it up, you're going to fold it over kind of on top of each other. It's going to look like uh, one of those little Siamese paper things that you made when you were a kid. You know what I'm talking about. I don't remember the name of it, but like an origami thing. You're going to put that side face down in a skillet with a little bit of olive oil, and you're going to brown it to perfection. And that's going to crisp up that side. It's going to stay in place. You're going to brown the other side. And I'm saying brown, not burn. If it's turning black or looks charred, you've, you've overdone it. So Keep it brown, light, airy, crispy. That's what you want. Because hopefully, if you're like me, you put a lot of ground venison in there. So anyway, you don't need a pizza cutter. You don't have to cut this thing up. You eat it as it is. Of course, you're going to serve it with possibly guacamole. I use my favorite diced jalapenos from the garden. And then just drizzle your favorite taco sauce on top, all over that bad boy, and pick out. Uh, the most difficult part about it is just wrapping up the flour tortilla around all of that goodness in the Crunchwrap Supreme. The Wild Game Crunchwrap Supreme. Thanks, Taco Bell, for the inspiration. I can't say you've given me much in my life, but you gave me that. And uh, I appreciate it because it is phenomenal. If you need any more guidance than that description, uh, there's photos posted on my social media accounts and website. So check it out there. Uh, but super simple. Doesn't have a lot of prep time or cook time. And I guarantee you, your family will absolutely demolish them. Um, fortunately, I was going to do one more recipe, but we're out of time for today. We'll save that one for another day. That segment of the show was brought to you by Safari Club International, SCI, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. They turned 50 this year, and they're celebrating with their convention. Their annual convention is going down. We missed last year because of covid but it's taking place in Las Vegas, 
January 19th through the 22nd. I'll be out there. It's going to be the biggest, baddest, best convention yet. Love to see you. For more info on the convention or if you want to join SCI, just head over to safariclub.org. Unfortunately, just looking at the clock, we got to go. Got to get out of here. Thanks to both of our guests today, Fort Travis, as well as Mossberg's Linda Powell. Thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Most importantly, thanks to you, the listener, for being a part of SCI's Lone Star Outdoor Show. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. They call me Cable.